What's up, y'all? You already know who it is. And in case you don't, it's your girl, Queen, coming through from that NOLA, baby. Welcome to my podcast, Queen's Uplifting and Inspiring Podcast. I hope you're ready for this heat, because I'm coming in hot. Sit down and grab your seat. And like we say down here in the bayou, les ans, le bon temps, roule. That means let the good times roll. Well, I am super excited about this week and our special guest. I have my phenomenal sister, amazing prayer warrior, fighter in the spirit, just wow, um, Yolanda Munez. I am just so excited to have you here at Queen's Uplifting and Inspiring Podcast. Sis. Welcome. Welcome. Tell us about yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so again, my name is Yolanda Munoz. I am a life coach and I also am certified in inner healing and deliverance and I have a ministry called warriors rooted in Christ and that's just edifying and equipping um, the body um, you know so that they can know their purpose and um, walk in their authority in Jesus name so I um, I do have an upcoming podcast which I will be uh, launching very soon um, called give life meaning and that's just uh, empowering and, um, you know, putting out a, uh, a voice for the Lord out there so that um, the people can hear and be uplifted and just um, be inspired by, by God. So thank you so much for having me on here. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, this woman of God, y'all here, she's doing some amazing things. So be sure to follow her. Um, drop your social media before we get into this conversation on today so they can know how to contact you yes um on instagram currently it's at yolanda munoz coaching um and also on uh facebook yolanda munoz and i just opened up a page for warriors rooted in christ i do have a private group um but i i do plan to make it more public now since um a lot of people have been reaching out more for deliverance so um, so I'm making myself available <laughs> to the public um, since the Lord is just putting me out there. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes. Awesome. <laughs> wow. Well, you guys make sure that you connect with her, especially if you are in the need of inner healing or deliverance or anything like that. Um, and just reach out to her. If you need a coach, reach out to your girl. Okay. She's available. Um, so I am just super excited about this conversation on today because we are both called to the area of healing and deliverance. And so God has just been placed on my heart for us to just go down that pathway today on deliverance. Um, you know, I'm from New Orleans, but they practice a lot of witchcraft. They practice a lot of voodoo. They practice just a lot of things that are not of God. And it's so common here to the point where it's just normal. Like you'll go to the store and you'll see voodoo on a bag of chips. And so it's just like, it's advertised. You go to the store and I have the beer section and it's voodoo on it. And, and so by you being a part of our culture here, they think that it's normal, not realizing that they are practicing something that's very demonic and that is not of God. And so I'm super excited about this conversation because I know a little bit about voodoo and just the things um, 
from my perspective and where I grew up. And then you also know your own as far as witchcraft and things like that. So we're going to just dive into the conversation and I'm going to actually allow you to just open it up and just start, um, just start this dialogue between us today. Yes. So, um, a little bit about my background. Um, I am Puerto Rican and, um, I was raised Catholic. And so, um, in the Spanish culture, which I know there's other cultures that have this too, um, but I can speak from, you know, my perspective uh, growing up Latina, um, you know, they practice Santeria. And um, what that is, is a mix of um, the, the voodoo that came from Nigeria. And so how that started out is when the slaves were brought to uh, Cuba, um, they had they they got to a point that they had to um figure out how to heal themselves and stuff like that so what they did was bring you know um what they learned from africa to cuba and so they would do rituals and stuff like that to um to heal themselves because they weren't um getting the treatment that they needed from doctors and so um when the people decided to ban them from even practicing that, uh, you know, their rituals and stuff like that. Um, they learned, the Nigerians learned about the Catholicism and they, they saw that it was very much like, um, like voodoo. And so what they did was they ended up naming their, um, their gods after the saints. And so that's why in Santeria, you know, you go to different saints to pray, you know, to get different um, things that you want in life. And so that's how pretty much everything, everything got mixed in together. And so um, because in Catholicism, you know, if you wanted, like, say, if you wanted a, a house or something, there was a specific saint that you would pray to. And so that's what they teach you. They teach you to worship Mary, which we know we don't do that as Christians. We worship Jesus, we worship God, period. You know, we don't have to go and pray to Mary for anything. We don't have to go and pray to, you know, um, uh, Saint um, Michael or anybody else. We pray to Jesus, everything's in Jesus' name, and that's all, right? We come to God. We don't have to go to everything else. But in, in Catholicism, that's what you learn. You learn to pray to different saints. You learn to worship, you know, holy water because the holy water, you know, you believe it's going to repel the, the, the uh, bad spirits and all that stuff, um, which we know that God delivers, right? We don't have to do some ritual or anything. We, everything, you know, the blood of Jesus was enough. And so, you know, that's where those things came together with Santeria and Catholicism, because, you know, in Santeria, the same way, you know, they would pray to saints, um, they would put like incense waters and stuff like that and, and create a mix. And, um, you know, they would just, um, use that to like, you know, open up, uh, the, the doorways, like, you know, to, to bring fortune to you and stuff like that, which in reality, what we're, what people were really doing is just opening the door to the demonic because that's who you're praying to. Right. Because if you're not worshiping God, who are you worshiping? Right. You know, there's no in between, but people like to think that. So, um, and this is just, you know, a little bit of the background of how that really came about. And so 
um, when they learned that, that's what they did. They, and then they created Santeria off of it. And so, um, you know, another thing that they did was with um, like the meta, like plants, right? They use it as medicinal. So what they would do is they would um, have dances with music and stuff like that. And what, and what they were really doing is calling on the deity to put that, to infuse the plants with that deity, with the power of that deity from what they believed, you know? And so that's why, you know, not to, um, you know, try to like over-spiritualize things, but at the same time, we have to know where we're getting our things from because they do have sources. And the same way that we as Christians like to pray over our things, we pray over our businesses, right? Yes. Or we, you know, or at least we should, <laughs> um, you know, they do that too. And so they're calling on those spirits to, um, to, you know, bless the thing, the, the plants and stuff like that. And they're, they're distributing it to the people and they're believing they're healing. And it's really just a portal that was opened up. And so now, you know, that's what you're opening yourself up to. If you're over here receiving things from just anyone instead of knowing, you know, what the source is. Mm. Wow. That's, that's so powerful. Um, which is just said because you don't know. And that's why I'm very cautious now of the things that I receive from people, because it's so many spirits that are taken, attack, attached to it. And you're opening yourself up. There were times when I, girl, I would take something from somebody. Then all of a sudden, I'm hearing creaks in my house. I'm just hearing all of this different stuff. Um, that like I did on the live. Uh, there was a time when like demons would come in my home and pin me down, and I couldn't even get up. And and you know, I was just helpless, and I thought that I was losing it because no one else was experiencing these things, or if they were experiencing them, they weren't talking about it. And so I didn't talk about that stuff. But even here in New Orleans, uh, they practice voodoo a lot. Like I told you, it's a part of the culture here. Uh, my mom just told me the other day that my grandmother thought that someone put a hex on her. And I can believe that it's true because of how my grandmother's health just um, down spiral within a, a couple of years. Uh, she would be so tormented. Like she wow. would literally be tormented to the point to where she couldn't sleep. She lived her life in fear. She couldn't go outside. She was literally tormented because of these demons, you know, and it's, and it's so, um, I'm just it's super excited about it that I have someone to talk about this with and just bring awareness to it because like people come here all the time and they think that they're going to get these innocent voodoo dolls. They think that they're going to get to these spirits, uh, these, uh, witch doctors and thinking that they're going to get help but they don't know that they're opening up the door so not only them but the people in their bloodline the people and you're giving the enemy access to them and now you're wondering why your marriage is rocky or you're wondering why your children are wetting themselves in a bed and just all of these different things you have given the enemy legal access to you and to your bloodline and so I'm just very grateful for this because we have to bring awareness to this. And so something else you said, um, the, uh, you know, they, they worship the plants and, and stuff like that. So it's, it's so much, it's so much. And I didn't even notice it until I went to 
where I went? Uh, I went somewhere out the country and I found out that they were their um their wooden um figurines and stuff that they would take those things in and worship it to their deities. And so like when I tell you I'm what three years in now knowing about deliverance and just all of this stuff, but um I just found all of that out because I did not know that there that people actually worship all these different gods. I know that G we know that Jesus is the truth, the way and the light, because the Bible says that he is the only way that you can access the Father. The only way that you can access is through Jesus Christ. And so there are sun gods, there are all these different gods and people are praying to all these different sources and they are just getting filled with all of these demonic um these demonic the demons 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 are real and they look for they can't operate without a body and so in order for these demons to make their plans manifest in the earth they have to use the body and with you, you know, you will just get caught up without even knowing it. Um, we just be caught up in today. Yes. Um, one thing I like to mention too is just the fact that um, you know, we have to remember, especially like during the time of Moses, right? Um, when Moses went up to the mountain, he was up there for 40 days, right? And Aaron was the leader while he was up there, pretty much, right? And so what ended up happening? The people got impatient and they decided um, that they wanted to, to um, worship something. So Aaron, the leader, told them to gather um, their gold and stuff. And just um, when they threw it in the fire, a calf came out, right? And so they started worshiping that. It's like when you're worshiping these things, you're literally telling God, I don't believe you. I don't trust you, right? Because why else are we doing these things? Yes. Because when you're not receiving your answer from God, instead of thinking like, okay, um, you know, am I in a position to receive what I'm asking God for? Am I in alignment with what God wants for me in my life, right? Like we have to really step back and think about these things, but because especially now um, how we're living, you know, we're living in a time that people just want things like instantly. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get it instantly, it's like they, you know, you got to figure out how to do it yourself type thing. And so a lot of the times that's what people do. They, they just, you know, instead of waiting on the Lord and just seeking him, they want to do things in their, put things in their own hands and do it their own way. And then that's how you get so caught up in this other stuff, in this dangerous zone that you're really, you know, you're like, okay, well, God's not doing it. So, oh, I see this person that, you know, they're praying to, they're, they're doing X, Y, Z, which is against God. And um, let me go ahead and do that because, you know, they think that it works for them, not knowing what the, the hell that they're probably going through for mm -hmm. even doing what they were doing. Because nobody really talks about the bad. Everybody just wants to show off the good, right? Yes. And so that's, that's, you know, that's what I like to think about on things like that. Like, you know, the reality is you're really just telling God, like, God, I don't trust you enough. I don't believe you enough. So let me go ahead and, um, you know, pick up the, the things of the world instead of, you know, just being patient and waiting on the Lord and getting his instructions. Wow. 
Yeah, absolutely right. And and I think that um, a lot of it is from the mixture. It's from the mixture because there, like we said earlier, there is no um, in between. It's either black or white. It's either the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. There are two kingdoms. And so when people are straddling in that fence and they think that they can dabble into that and still be a Christian or whatever the case may be, that's when that mixture comes in at. And so um, just a couple of days ago, I don't watch TV, but I seen an article where I was talking about the Travis Scott concert. And so uh, a lot of people were saying they went in and it felt like it was a debt trap. And for those that don't know, Travis Scott, he said he was a Christian. And so for you to go into one of his concerts and he's up in here summoning up the dead and he he's up here practicing these rituals and you're going to be a part of these things and you leave or you don't leave because you don't lost your life or you in there and you're just dealing with all of this torment and stuff and you feel like you're in hell. What are you supposed to do? Like you have opened up the door so, so much stuff unawareing following behind someone that's supposedly a Christian, not bashing anybody, but this is the truth. Following behind someone, and now this person right here has, you don't know what he's practicing behind the scenes. You don't know. There are people that literally sacrifice their children to demons, all for that's the sake of money and fame. No, no. So what do you say to someone that's in this, in this, uh, that has dabbled in this? Well, I, I can tell you for myself, cause I used to definitely go to a lot of concerts before when I was younger and, and, um, you know, I wasn't saved, um, back in the day, especially when I was a teen, I was like out doing my own thing. Um, I've been to even a Jay-Z concert. And they do practice whatever it is that they believe in during these concerts without us knowing. I remember he was speaking something, um, but it wasn't English. It was different. And I was just like, okay. And he could have probably just said a prayer over us to his gods, you know, lowercase g. And, you know, I'm over there in that atmosphere. You know, but I believe everything happens for a reason. Like I had to see something like that for myself. So now that I'm out of that world, I can now help other people. Mm. You understand? So, you know, we, you know, it's so funny too, because there's a lot of Christians um, that, you know, they, they say they're Christians and then, you know, you don't see it by their fruit, right? But because they say that they're Christians, and maybe they have the influence or whatever, you know, and then they're doing these things that are not of God, but because, you know, maybe a, a babe in the spirit or someone that doesn't have a true relationship with God, because yes, you can say you're Christian and go to church and not have a true relationship with God. Um, you know, you can easily uh, be influenced by these people and, and follow their way. And they're not even going the way. 
you know, they're not following Christ as they say that they are. And so we have to, we have to have that relationship with God. So we don't get deceived because it does say in the last days, you know, that we'll be deceived, but how can you be deceived if you're not spending your time with God? If you're not, um, you know, building that intimacy with God, if you're not, um, building a true relationship with God, and this is outside of man outside of your pastor like you have to get into a place where you're just it's just you and god yes where you when you know his voice so clear that if it could be the most influential uh pastor in the world you know it could be the biggest apostle whatever but if what they say does not align from what you heard from god you would know Mm. for yourself okay i I hear what you're saying, but I know exactly what God told me. And whose voice are you going to obey? Yes. yes. I had to go through that myself. I had to go through that myself once upon a time where I was in a place that I was um, treating the pastors almost like pretty much replacing uh, God's uh, position and treating the pastors like a God because I felt like God wasn't, you know, God couldn't hear me because, you know, they heard so perfectly on point, you know, with God. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm not hearing God like that for myself and, you know, whatever. And then, um, literally I, it got to a point that I had to leave. God told me to leave the place, which now I understand why he told me to leave because I was putting them in that position of replacing God's position in my life. And once I listened to God, as much as I love those pastors and everything, I listened to God and guess what? He blessed me. He was with me. He was, he was, you know, showing me like, Hey, I'm here. I am your God. You do hear me. And I do speak to you. Like, you know, like, that's what I want. I want to have this type of relationship with you where you can come to me. I am your father. And so, you know, so we have to do our part and, and, um, you know, really get to that place with God where we're just, you know, intimate with him, that we hear him clearly, that we just know the same way we know that, you know, I have brown eyes. I know that it's God. Right. Right. You're absolute girl. (laughs) Because that was me. That was me. Um, starting off as a babe in Christ, I did not know. I wasn't taught to hear the voice of God. So I always doubted it. And I would bring stuff to people thinking that they knew what God told me, but that wasn't the case. God speaks to all of us differently and on different levels. And so God will tell me, I'm going to give you the world and I'm going to do this, that, and third. And he's showing me a glimpse of my future. And then I'm around other people and they're like, you not, you never not, you not never satisfied of all of these different things like that. Um, And so I had to really get to a place where I had to uh, just, God had to remove me from different circles as well so that I can develop that intimate relationship with him and just um, have a fine-tuned ear to his voice as well. And even with that being said, in the beginning of my walk, I found myself doubting the word, even the word because I was following people that said that they were Christians and their lifestyle was not living up to the word of God. And so you can say you're a Christian, 
But if you're over here living in sin, if you're over here doing all of these different things, then God is not of it. How can you say you're a Christian, but you're over here practicing in the occult? Or you're right. here worshiping all of these different uh, deities and you're you're trying to bring other people on your band, bandwagon as well and you're deceiving them you know you're the enemy is a deceiver yes so his number one job is, is to deceive us and that's when deception comes in when we follow a stranger's voice and not follow God's voice and God definitely had to allow me to go down that path so that I would know his voice and know the things that are of him and not because look we will we'll be at the table and they'll say a prayer in your son's name amen and so i'm in your son's name but then i look and i'm like wait i know they're not throwing up these occult signs i know they're not saying behind me and wait up wait i'm in your son's name no that's too vague for me that's too vague you know and i didn't even realize that they were worshiping a false god and i was just following behind them like a puppy god had to cut it off he had to right. cut it off and i had to go through it because even with me doing that and being deceived that opened up the door for so many other things, so much demonic influence that I was so unaware of. And God really had to do a real work in me for me to, because what we don't know, when we open the door for all the cult and all of that stuff like that, it's it's so much more. It's so much more. This conversation is real deep. It's, it's deep and it's so many different levels and layers when it comes down to this. So I'm gonna let you go ahead. Yeah, so, um, well, one thing that you mentioned too that I also wanted to mention um, was the, the objects, right? Um, you know, I, I like talking about it because we need to talk about it. Um, because, you know, a lot of the times people wanna make it seem like, oh, you're too spooky and this, that, and the other. But at the same time, it's like, those things do happen. Like I've seen it with my own eyes, you know what I'm saying? And it's not something that at the time I even understood. So for me to be out of that, now I can talk about it, right? And so like, for me personally, um, I know like what you were saying, you know, when you go to like say foreign countries and it doesn't even have to be foreign countries, it could even be here, wherever you live. Um, you know, there are people that practice these different types of, um, you know, occult practices and stuff like that. And, you know, they do pray over objects, they pray over foods, and they like to cast spells and, and put them on people through food. Yes. Um, music, you know, like I mentioned earlier about, you know, the, the, they would call on the deity from, um, you know, playing certain instruments and doing certain dances and actually in the Spanish community, like rumba and stuff like that, that's that that's um, part of the music that they use, um, that they practice and and um, worship their gods. You know, and it's almost like the whole yoga thing. You know, a lot of people think that yoga is not a big deal, like you're just stretching this out and the other. Which in reality, you're really um, doing different forms and positions to worship. You know, their 
the lowercase g gods, right? So it's the same thing. Like, you know, you it's different practices that people um, have created and, and are doing to worship other gods, lowercase g, um, and really just bringing into, um, opening up the portals to the demonic and stuff in Europe, bringing, it, bringing that to your home. So then, you know, actually just the other day, um, there was someone um, that I, I just, uh, met not too long ago and um she likes to practice um uh like yoga but like a certain type of yoga and stuff like that and she likes to you know show off that like um you know everything is good and she's like a boss lady and this that and the other right and then recently recently she had a, a, a time that she had to um get quiet because she's like oh my gosh like what's going on like I don't feel like myself right now this that and the other like she felt a void you know so it's like that void is Jesus mm -hmm. you know so it's like yeah you can have all the money in the world and you can have all the influence and this that and the other but without God like you cannot be fulfilled you will always feel a void when you don't have God and so a lot of the times you know we do all these things to practice these rituals and all this other stuff and at the end of the day, yes, you will never feel fulfilled because you don't have the, the, the true cornerstone, you know, filling up that void that you have inside of you. And so, you know, I just say that because, um, again, you know, we, we can easily look at other people and, and all this other stuff and have that shiny object syndrome, you know, like, oh, that's nice. I'm pretty. Oh, let me go over there and do that. Like, no, like the truth is that without God, without accepting Jesus as your Lord and your savior and understanding that he is the son of God and that he died and he rose on the third day and he shed his blood for us, uh, for the sins, you know, so we can be blameless before God. Like you will never be fulfilled unless you accept Jesus in your life. You, I can amen to that. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Cause I agree a hundred percent before I had an encounter with God I tried to fill that void with so many different things women men drugs uh you know alcohol going to the mall shopping material all of these different things but that void was still there I was so empty I was so broken you know, I was just putting on a mask and not really getting down to like, look, I'm broken, I'm human, and I need to just allow God to fill me up with his love. Like, that's the thing. You can have all the money in the cause. You could go and sacrifice everything that you want. But at the end of the day, it's only going to just drive you further. further. Right. And so even I was reading the um, scripture because I've been really just... Um, studying a scripture on a lady with the issue of blood and how she went to the doctor and she spent all of her money she had this blood issue for 12 long years and so when they say she went to the doctor she spent all of her money they were rude to her and like she came out worse and so in my mind i'm like oh my god this lady don't went to the witch doctor she don't went to the mall she don't went to the therapist and psychiatrist she don't went to all of these different places all of these people thinking that they would heal her and make her whole but she was still bleeding all over the place 
She was still broken. She was still bruised. She was still, she needed to be fulfilled. She needed to be healed. And so she had to really get down to her legs and say, you know what? I need to go touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Yes. I need to go touch his hem. I have to get down in humility. It don't matter. Like all of that other stuff does not matter. I need him. And she realized it and she went to him in humility. And he, she touched the hem of his garment. Like, I don't know if y'all really realize his robe is, is long. So that means this lady's on her on, on the ground. On the ground, humble, broken, on her face, crying out, saying, God, I need you. I need you. I done been to all of these different doctors. I done been all of these. Can't nobody heal me. Can't nobody heal me. The voodoo doctor can't heal me. All these different. No, I need you. I need a touch from you to heal me. So come into my life. Come into my heart. Mend me. Mend me back together. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to mend us back together. He wants to reconcile us back to him. Amen. Amen. Not to, not, no, it's all about him. Amen. Mm -hmm. amen and and you know that's like part of my story you know because again growing up hispanic um growing up in the catholic church learning the traditions and the ways of um you know catholicism and then even being hispanic and seeing santeria and in the family and stuff like that um you know i i saw it as that you know i never looked at um I always looked at Jesus as a baby because that's what I learned, you know, baby Jesus. So that's what I would, baby Jesus. <laughs> but I always believed in God. But I think it was a lot uh, because of the influence that my grandmother had on me. I would always, every night, see her praying for hours. <laughs> for hours, she would just sit on her on her bed and she would just start praying. And so I remember I even asked her like, oh, what are you doing? And then she's like, oh, I'm praying. And she would teach me how to pray and stuff like that. So I would always believe in a God um, and I would always pray, you know, for peace on the earth and healing and all that. And it's so funny, like to even think that, you know, God is using me in healing and, um, and all that great stuff. So, you know, so I would see that. And um, so for me, when I went through hard times, I remember of thinking of those easy way out and um, doing what I would see traditionally and praying to certain gods for certain things. And what had happened to me was um, when, I, when I was old enough, um, this was like after a really bad breakup. And um, I remember people would just come to me and say, oh, I see that, you know, you have a curse on you. You have a curse on you. So these are like psychics. Right. And they were different psychics. It wasn't even just like, you know, it wasn't even like I was looking for that. Like they would see me and they would tell me that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was like, okay, well, if I have a curse, well, I want this thing to be broken off of me. So what did I do? I went to what I knew, what was familiar to me, go to a botanica, which is a store that they have um, where they practice, um, you know, the, the stuff of the occult, like you can get readings and all that in there. And um, so that's what I did. And I, 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 um, I gathered a bunch of different um, waters that it's like uh, incense waters. And um, 
So I gathered it up because I wanted an open uh, roadway. That's what they call it, like an open roadway. So like I can have success. Um, and I also, um, they said that I had to grab meat, raw meat, and put it over my, like, like bathe with it, right, type thing. Um, and that, that that would break the curse, which now I understand that, you know, they use blood yes. to, to, to actually, I was going to say to break curses, but I learned that they actually use blood to um, put curses. But at the time I was taught that, you know, that's what you would do to break off this curse. And so also we would grab candles. You know, you learn in the Catholicism to grab candles and pray to certain saints or whatever. So, um, so, you know, I went, I took a bath with the incense water. I did the whole um, uh, raw meat bath thing too. Um, and I also, and, and let me tell you what the raw meat. So after you're done taking a bath with raw meat, you throw the meat in a crossway. So when you go out in the road, those crossways, that's where you throw your meat, okay? And I'll tell you something a little later about that. So, so that's what I had done, right? And then they tell you to pray to these certain saints. So I had the candles of these saints, and I remember saying the prayer of the saint. I lit up the candle. And as soon as I lit up the candle, the thing went. So the wax burned a hole as soon as I lit it up. And to the point that even if I wanted to reuse that candle and scrape it up, I couldn't. It was so, it was too deep of a hole that it wouldn't even work. So what I ended up doing was going to the botanica and I told the lady what had happened. And she said, you need to pray to God. You need to pray to Jesus. And I was like, wow. Well, at that time, what I knew of Jesus was not only that he's a baby Jesus, but I also uh, had family members that they went to church. But all I would hear is like how you have to be like sinless, right? I'm like, well, I'm a sinner. Like yes. I would lie like that. Like then, then Jesus doesn't want to know about me, right? Because yeah. <laughs> You know, clearly I'm, I'm off the list, whatever mm -hmm. list that is, I'm off that list. So I said, well, I, I believe it was Holy Spirit um, that was like, oh, um, let me go learn about Jesus for myself. So um, I, I grabbed, so when I went to the Botanica and I told the lady, she told me that I grabbed the candle of, uh, of Jesus and I lit it up. I said the prayer and everything, you know, everything was good with that one. But the thing is, actually, that they talk about a Jesus, but it's a false Jesus. And the Bible does talk about that. Right. But what I ended up doing eventually was buying a Bible for myself so I can learn about Jesus for myself. And because I knew that the first four um, uh, books of um, the New Testament was all about what Jesus said, um, I read that I read the gospel. Mm. And so that is what um, helped me with my, my journey to walk with the Lord. Because then eventually things started happening um, that I saw God's hand in my life. I actually saw the love of God for me, for myself. So I had an encounter with God like months after. And I saw God's hand on my life and his love for me that I said, surely there is a God because he's blessing me in such a mighty way that I couldn't ignore it. 
like literally doors were opening up, things were happening for me. And that's when I saw his love for me. And I said, okay, there is a God. And eventually within that, um, the same time frame, I met someone that um, is Christian. And when I would talk to him about my problems, he would always say, the Bible says, and that was like, it literally pierced through my soul. And I was like, wow, like he understands me. And so um, I remember one night I had him come over for business and I, I happened to ask him, well, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, oh, I'm going to, um, to church with my boys. And I was like, oh, well, what church do you go to? And he told me and I said, well, you know what? If I don't like it, I won't go. I, I could just leave. That's what I was thinking. If I don't like it, I'll just leave. And if I don't like the children's ministry, I'm not taking my child. Mm -hmm. And I went and I enjoyed it. And like, God hit me. Okay. I thought that the, the people falling out was fake until the power of God hit me that day. <laughs> and I was laid out. Okay. So yeah. So that was part of my journey with, with that whole thing, um, with coming to Christ and like really knowing him for myself and seeing how he really does you know, he loves you. He cares about, he's, he's waiting on you to come to him. Mm. So. Oh my God. I love that. Like I, I've never heard your testimony, but I love <laughs> it. Oh my God. And it's just making me so full because that's God's love. And he, he really loves us. And we just think that we have to access and get his attention from all of these different things, but all he wants is us to come to him. You yes. don't have to go through any of those different doors and like, no, we just go straight to Jesus. Jesus is the doorway. And then we have access to everything that we need. If we're fit yeah. with whatever. And so I love your testimony. I love this story. That's my first time um, hearing it. So that's why I'm over here just so like, <laughs> you know, um, amazing and just giddy because that's God's love. And even with me, going back to the lady with the issue of the blood, going to all those different doctors, you know, I, I struggled with addiction um, for, what, eight years. And so I went to the rehab clinic. I went to the therapist. And, you know, I, I just was battling and I was bound and I was just, I, I felt like life was over until I cried out to God. I cried out to Jesus. I didn't even know, but I had did a three-day fast. <laughs> you know, I didn't know anything about um, fasting or praying, but I wow. cried out and God heard my heart's cry and he broke that stronghold of addiction off of me. And uh -huh. I was able to get up and, and, and pick up my bed and walk. I touched the hem of his garment. Hallelujah you know, really just set me free. And I'm just so um, grateful for him and you sharing your testimony, just everything today has been a blessing. We just allow God to just flow. And I really feel the love of God right now. Like I, I, <laughs> I feel his peace, his love, because that's what he wants for us. That was when I first went to church in my adulthood, because I got saved that but uh, I was a little little girl and then I stopped going to church at 10 and all of from 10 to 30 I was just lost and when I ran into the prophet of God she was like you know God said you want peace you know 
And um, that was God's first promise to me was peace. And we know his peace is his protection, his prosperity, it's his love. It's just, it's peace. It's shalom. And I really just feel that right now. He's shalom. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. So I just pray that everyone um, just feels the peace, the love of God, and that they would just hear our stories and the things that we shared today. And they'll know that they don't have to practice all these different things but they have access to the father and his throne and that he loves you he loves you more than you can ever imagine and so i just want you guys to just take that away today is there anything else that you feel led to say is on your heart go ahead yes yes um what i want to say is you know um that if you are practicing any of those things you know um one, if you want to accept Jesus, he's waiting on you. And um, another thing is, you know, renounce those things. Because even in the Bible talks about, um, you know, the people that, that were worshiping other gods. And when they had um, learned about Jesus, they burned all the books, all the, um, all the uh, uh, objects and, and, um, everything else that they were worshiping it, they, they put it in the fire, they burned it, they, they discarded it, okay? They didn't give it to somebody else that is practicing it or anything, right? They got rid of it. And, you know, I want to encourage you, if that is you, and you know that you have, you know, gone that route, you know, go to God, talk to him, be real with him, be honest with him, just let him know, Lord, you know, I was struggling with unbelief, I was struggling you know, and, and I renounce it and get, go through your house, get rid of all those things that don't serve God, that, you know, doesn't serve God and, and repent. And, you know, you're going to see the light of the Lord. You're going to see, you're even going to feel lightness within you in your home and stuff like that, but renounce it because it is not of God and God loves you. And he wants you to worship him in truth. He is a jealous God but he wants you to, to love on him and worship him in truth. So if you are dealing with that and you need help, pray and seek God, because when you seek God first, everything else will follow and everything else, you know, will, will be in alignment with what he has for you. And it is worth it. So I hope that encourages you. You know, I didn't want to just share my story just to say what, you know, what I went through. I wanted to really encourage you to understand, you know, when you do renounce, these things and you um are not afraid of the unknown because yeah we're gonna go through things in life that you know we're gonna be like I don't know what the next step is but you know what I know who holds my future and that's God and so when you learn to you know really hear him for yourself and hear him you know know how he speaks to you and read his word because in his word is where you get answers and in your quiet time with him is where you get strategies even right I'm not where I am today without God. Everything, every yeah. connection, everything that I have to this day is all God. I don't talk about everything I have because I don't want to sound boastful, but yeah. let me tell you, God is the way. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he will give you your heart's desires, but you have to get in alignment with him. Mm. You have to align yourself with him for him to 
you know, help you heal you and, and push you through to, to, um, to the position for the reason that he even called you on this earth. Cause he called you here for a purpose and he knows, and he holds your future. So trust in him. And that's what I want to leave with. Yes. Wow. We done did a whole, yes, ma'am. That's what it's all about. All to call and God has definitely showing up. The glory is over you right now, sis. I don't know if you see that lighting, yeah. but it is on you. Amen. So that's what it's all about. And I just pray that you will give your life to the Lord because that is the best thing that either one of us could have done um, was to make Jesus the Lord over our lives, over our families, over our finances, and just over. Yes. He is the Lord and he is true. And we should we should it's our job to worship him in spirit and in truth because he is the truth and so um i'm just excited i would love for you to come back we're gonna discuss all of that again but guys definitely um stay encouraged drop your information one more time for them so they'll know how to contact you yes so on instagram uh would probably be the best at yolanda munoz coaching Awesome. Awesome. And stay tuned, guys. My book will be out very shortly, like within the next few days. Um, and this sponsorship ad is coming from my book coach, Rochelle Baker. Rochelle helped me tremendously in my book writing progress. Uh, she helped me unpack my story and really just share my truth. And so I'm super excited about that. If you guys are in need of a book coach or a publishing coach, please go to IamRochelleBaker.com. And until next week, I'll see y'all later with another dose of that Louisiana heat. Peace. Thank you.